Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, what we're going to be talking about is staying on your side of the line. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in my work with teams and entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial teams over the last, goodness, since 1995, which is a long time, what I've noticed is that there is a massive tendency for a lot of people, aka you, to not only do what you love to do and are best at and what gives you passion and energy, but to drift into other people's areas of expertise. And often, because we are the ones in charge, we think we also need to be in control of everything. Now, a couple of reasons why that doesn't completely work. And by the way, the goal really is here that you can move all of your activities and all of your focus and all of your time to only doing those activities that you absolutely love to do and are best at, what we call unique ability. So this is the side of the line that we want you to stay on, where you are just doing what you are best at that has the biggest impact, where you make the biggest difference in the world. And it really pumps you up. It fuels you. It's your nourishment. That's where the power source is. As soon as you go to cross the line, you're into activities that really take away your energy. They deplete you. And you have to work at them. And it feels like you have to tackle things with what I like to call the brute force method. Just the long and hard work of it. And guess what? A lot of us are trained in the brute force method. I'm really good at it. I can put in a lot of hours. (laughs) And I have. For a long time in previous organization, I had the highest billable hours of anyone else in the entire company. Like then I was proud of that fact. Now I'm really not. (laughs) Because I knew I was, first of all, I wasn't even on my side of the line. I was on other people's side of the line. Bad idea. So staying on your side of the line really refers to you staying in your area of unique ability with your very best opportunities. I really like how Dan Sullivan talks about it. He talks about it in terms of passion. So again, things you're really good at and have a ton of energy for. It fuels you up. Your eyes light up. That's how I know. And also where you can be a hero to people. If your unique ability is in the closet, if no one gets to enjoy it or appreciate it or benefit from it, mm, we're not talking about that kind of unique ability. This is unique ability that has an impact. You are solving a problem for other people. You are creating solutions. You are maximizing opportunities. You are making an impact. So you're a hero. So that's another aspect of unique ability. And the last one, it, it has a multiplier impact. In other words, you don't just solve one problem once, you actually solve it in perpetuity. You solve it on an ongoing basis. You can solve it for multiple people with the same problem. It's not just a one-to-one, it's a one-to-many solution. That has legs, that's exciting, that's fun to do. So anytime you're doing that, the results are gonna be spectacular. However, in running an organization, being the head of an organization, other things creep in. And that could be team issues and financial issues and client issues and solving problem issues and routine stuff and dealing with clients that were fabulous when you started your business, but frankly, just aren't that challenging anymore. This looks like stuff. We have a really technical term in coach. It's called stuff. And it refers to all of those things, those things that deplete your energy. And energy are things that actually enhance you and build you up and fuel you. That's what we're talking about when we talk about unique ability. And it's really interesting because I, as you probably know by now, am extremely passionate about teamwork. And there is nothing that wrecks, frankly, teamwork faster or more often than crossing the line. But we think we have to. Why? Because we haven't communicated it well. People don't know what they're supposed to do. They're not producing the result that we thought we were crystal clear on, but Apparently we weren't. We don't have team members that have ESP. 
that definitely is a problem, by the way. Something's happened which causes us to want to cross the line. However, I do want to let you know that there is a solution. First of all, get really, really clear on your unique ability. And in the podcast called Know Thyself that I recorded, I gave you a whole bunch of tools to put language around. These are all profiles to give language around what you do and do best. And then once you are in that zone, really be aware of when you step outside of it, because when you start to lose energy, that's when you're out of your zone. That's when you've crossed the line. Now, there's also a communication tool that we use at Strategic Coach called the Impact Filter that is the communication tool for handing the project across the line to other people's talents. That's a whole other story. So you do need a communication tool so that people do know what you're expecting. At the very least, find some way to describe the project, the end result, in this way. And you want to describe it, if it's done and done really well, what's it look like? When you can really clearly answer that question and spell it out, tell the story, do the best and worst, let people know your standards and your criteria, make sure that you're really sold on your idea before you try and pitch it to your team, by the way, otherwise they will not be sold. Once you've thought it through really thoroughly, then your team is equipped. Then they're equipped to do what they are really great at. And again, I don't care whether or not your team is in your building, if they're across the planet, if they're full-time or part-time or virtual, it doesn't matter. There are unique abilities distributed all over the globe, and I love every second of that. I was totally inspired at Peter Diamandis' Abundance 360 event last year about crowdsourcing. And I photocopied the pages from my binder. I'm like, okay, we've got to make as much use of these resources as we can. <laughs> I love it. We use rev.com, R-E-V.com for transcribing. And they do in a day and for a dollar a minute, which would take our team far longer time, much more expense, and they're incredibly accurate. I have no idea where the work happens. I'm sure it happens in another country, I can tell you that much. It's amazing. I love it. And that's only one. <laughs> 99designs for logo design, guru.com to find really talented people. There are so many resources that we all have available to us now, but frankly, you're not going to find them unless you're really aware of what your unique ability is, which gives you the eyesight, the perspective to look for other unique abilities. See, unless you see your own unique ability, you're actually not going to have the right viewpoint of looking for other people's unique abilities. So in my previous podcast where I talked about maximizing the team that you have, one of the things that's true is when we think we have to do everything, then we try and do that to a greater or lesser degree, rather than really focusing in on what we do best and looking for teamwork with people who are really great at everything that we're not. And once we do that, then it's really important to not travel the line, not go over. And it's really interesting because I have been guilty of this so many times. It's not even funny. And my team now knows to kind of slap my hands and go, okay, Shannon, we're good. <laughs> you can leave us alone now. I'm like, oh, it looked like fun, which it would have for about, oh, 30 seconds. And then I'm like, no, I should go back to doing what I should be doing. But I can tell you after many years of trial and experimentation that really just doing the few things that I'm really good at and that I have a passion for creates far more in the way of results rather than me thinking I have to do other things or meddling in my team as they're doing other things. One of the interesting concepts at Strategic Coach is free days. And of course, a lot of people are really afraid of taking free days because they're afraid that their teams are going to play, their you know, cats away, the mice will play kind of idea, or that nothing will happen, or that it's a bad example. You would not believe all of the conversations that happen around this. And I'm really clear, after having worked with team members for almost 20 years, 
that there's something that's really true when entrepreneurs leave. First of all, the team is thrilled, but not for the reasons that you might think. They're thrilled because A, they really like to see you rested and calm and happy and not grumpy and rejuvenated and creative. That adds security to their life. They really like to see you. Mellow might be too strong, but at least rejuvenated and creative would be true. Second of all, they get to get their work done. Why? Because you're not there meddling. You're not there asking. You're not there interrupting. I mean, raise your hand if you know you interrupt. We know we do. And so they actually get to focus. Oh my gosh, what a concept. They get to focus on the work. They get to get it done. They get to be a hero to you. Well, that's pretty special. And they get to understand that they are really capable. Dan Sullivan has a fabulous expression. He says, you don't know how good your team is until you leave. And the other part of that is, guess what? Your team doesn't know how good they are until you leave. So there are a lot of really good reasons for leaving. You come back refreshed, rejuvenated, excited, pumped up, probably with too many ideas for them to digest, but that's, again, another story. And then they get to say, hey, this is done, this is done, this is done. The building did not burn down. We took care of this problem. This is handled. You're like, oh, what's my purpose here again? (laughs) Which is actually one of the other concerns. But truthfully, you absolutely have a very important purpose, but that's back to your unique ability. So it's really interesting as I watch people as they gain confidence in putting their teams in place, again, virtual, remote, or in-house, and really getting skilled at that communication ability to hand the communication document, whatever it is, across the line and to trust the team. And if you've hired the right team, if you've hired intelligent people who are engaged, who love to do what they do, and especially the stuff that you don't, and you're really clear on what the project is and setting the context and really charging up with energy and being really sold yourself on that project, again, you have a recipe for exponential growth. You have a recipe for fast, fun, efficient growth that produces results that are faster, easier, bigger, cheaper than what you did before. And it also means that you have a team that's likely very alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful, because that's what it takes to be successful in that kind of environment. One of the things I've learned that really makes a big difference is whether or not your team has what we call an entrepreneurial attitude. This is in the Team Success Handbook. It's a download on, on the Team Success Handbook site, so lots of information available about that. But when they can think like you, again, they don't want to be you, they don't want to own the company, but they want to work in an environment where they get also to be creative, where they get to contribute, where they get to make a difference. And the collaboration and the cooperation that happens on a team like that is spectacular. It's not hierarchical. It really is much more horizontal. I work on a lot of teams. We have a lot of collaboration. And even just a meeting I was in before this podcast was really fun because one person had one idea for a webinar and then a couple of us had a different idea about this. And the first person said, oh, great, that's a much better idea. I love that. She had provided the framework for the meeting and she'd done, again, an impact filter, but totally adaptable. No ego. How refreshing is that? So much creativity gets held back and so many new initiatives get pulled back because people are worried about how those ideas are going to be received. And on a collaborative creative team like this, where people are trusted, wow, ego just gets out of the way and they can frankly just be productive. So that means you're more productive and your team is more productive. But to do that, you really do have to stay on your side of the line. And a coaching point for some of you who are very tempted to travel... (laughs) (laughs) you really like to cross that line, that it's really important for you to appreciate the fact that if you do it once, twice, or sporadically, 
then your team will shut down because they don't know when you're going to jump back in and start micromanaging again. So it's really, really important that let them communicate with you if there's a gap. If they say, you know what, you're giving us this project, but we have no idea how to do it, help, great. Don't just abandon them to it. Make sure those lines of communication are open, but where you have a team that's set and ready to go, again, that communication makes all the difference, and don't meddle. That's really my bottom line coaching here. And again, as a result of that, you'll really benefit from the experience of incredible teamwork, collaboration, and cooperation. So remember, stay on your side of the line. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking about this with you. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at questions at strategicoach.com. And as always, here's to your team's success.